伝説のドラゴンと共に戦いの旅へパンチャードラゴン RPG アゼルセガサタンYou know, been, been thinking about what we're going to do for this next one. And, you know, we've been having a lot of,、uh, Simon's been issuing a lot of racing game challenges over on the junkyard. So I can tell you I've been playing a lot of racing games and also just,、uh, just doing a lot of work coming back from Christmas break and, and、uh, working on the, the archive and trying to get, trying to get、uh, official Sega Saturn magazines uploaded so people can enjoy that and use it as a reference. and... Working on the,、uh, the website archive. And why, don't we,、uh, why don't we talk more about that archive? What, you, what exactly is the archive for the people that don't know? Sure. So, the Alexa crawls、um, started back in 1996, just crawling the internet and archiving、um, website data.、Um, and it's all. Keep in、safe. mind, we're not talking about like Amazon Echo's Alexa. No, no, no. Yeah, we're talking about well, a, we're talking about a, a, a project, like a university project. And then、uh, it, it provides data to,、um, in this case, archive.org. It's a nonprofit that started up with the Wayback Machine. All of those Alexa crawls were basically donated to their backup archive. And so, dating back from 1996, there are archive versions or copies of old websites. Um, and a lot of you might even be aware of these. You might have gone and played back with the, with the Wayback Machine and, and kind of looked at some of the old websites. But the problem is, m- many of them are, are broken. I mean, you know, th- these were kind of like raw data backups, and a lot of the links don't really direct to the right place. A lot of the applications or the collateral that was included in some of these websites was missing. So basically, this project of mine has kind of been popping around from different dates and trying to gather all of the materials into one cohesive screenshot or capture of that time period. So, so it's that、like、I, you're actually logging onto the website in 1996 again. So that it, yeah, so we started as a part of, as a part of Sega Saturn Shiro.、Um, we're trying to do a lot of stuff here, we're trying to expand beyond just a podcast. Um, we all have a lot of creative ideas and endeavors, and we want to provide the community with as much content as we possibly can, you know. And we want to, I know, Kay,、um, preservation is incredibly important, and it is to me too,、um, to preserve the history of this console、uh, so that people can look back on it later, even if they're completely new to the console. So the idea is to yeah, preserve, at least I'm starting with the 1996 Sega Online. And I'm preserving all the web comics. I'm preserving all of the forum posts. Some of the people who are on the Facebook groups today might even be those people who were posting with their Juno account back then or you know, their AOL account in those forums. And so I'm capturing all of that and bringing it together, fixing all the links, making it work. And then we're going to post it up on our new GitHub page,、um, our Sega Saturn Shiro GitHub page. And it's been a long time. 
process, but there's some cool little things. I mean, all of the original Sega PC demos for like Virtua Fighter 2 and Daytona USA and Last Bronx, all of those demos are like Windows 95 compatible. You can run them in compatibility mode on Windows 10 and they work. They will install, they will play um, with... It's going to be a mess, but... Yeah, it's going to be a mess, but it works. I mean, and... uh, there's Shockwave games. They were all done in Adobe Director, which is pretty much kind of obsolete by now. And most web browsers won't even open it. It'll just try to save it to your desktop, which gets you nowhere. So I was able to find an old copy of the Shock Machine and, and include that in this so that you can actually play those old web browser games. Like there's a Nights into Dreams one and there's a Worldwide Soccer we saw the uh, like some imagery you put up um, in one of the groups. That was pretty sick. It is. It's. It reminds me a lot of like the hidden feature in the Billy Hatcher GBA game. It's kind of like a two D side scrolling knights game. Um, it gets yeah. a lot faster too. I was actually playing it for a while after that video, and the difficulty and the speed. The game actually starts going a lot faster, so it gets a little bit more fluid. But. Uh, yeah, no, those the days where, you know, I couldn't afford those the actual games, so I'd stick with, like, this the Flash games. <laughs> I remember I used to play this 2D, uh, 2D Half-Life game when my computer couldn't run Half-Life 2. So I would just play that and be like, hey, I'm playing Half-Life 2. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they, you know, Sega used these things as, you know, ways to promote the game, get people excited. There's, you know, there's a whole Knights, as a part of that 96 archive, there's a whole Knights page. Um, with the story uh, done in like GIF animation, and there's some really cool stuff in there. Um, it, you know, it's it's not going to be more than a novelty for some people. They're just going to go in there and visit and spend a few minutes and just be like, "Oh, that's cool." But you know, the thing is, it's history and it's important. Mm-hmm. And so, if Very. you were to go on the Wayback Machine right now and you were to look at those, you can do it. You know, you can you can kind of do what I'm doing. I mean, if I can access it, so can you. But the point is, I'm trying to kind of gather it all together and curate it into something cohesive. And then once we put it up on our GitHub, it's going to be there for hopefully, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the Wayback Archive as they continue to collect more and more data, you know? Yeah, until, until we're going to cause like offline. a... We're going to end up causing like a, a time paradox where the 1996 version is fixed and working in 2018. And then the Wayback Machine goes ahead and archives it. <laughs> Funny. Whoa, okay, you just blew my mind. <laughs> All right, so uh, now let's move into the world of K. What have you been up to, Mr. K? Uh, you put me on the spot. Uh, some of the stuff that I've been up to, I'm not quite ready to announce yet. Uh, and that's taken up a lot of my time that hasn't been with my family. So uh, not a whole heck of a lot this cast, but hopefully by the next cast, we'll have some pretty interesting uh, announcements and other such things. Uh, how about you? You've been playing a lot of Neo Geo stuff lately. Like literally, I've been addicted. It's just so that's easy. Cool. Because it's like I can pop it on for five minutes and then go to bed. I don't have mm-hmm. to like save or some shit. No, no joke. If Neo Geo wasn't as expensive as it is, I'd probably be even the even the the CDZ. You know, some of those games are really expensive. Like the ones that I want, at least. Hey ne- man, the 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 MVS stuff. All the games I have, I haven't paid. I I paid less than less than fifty for each one. Yeah, but still, that's not 
I mean, you know, okay. Yeah, granted, that's cheap compared to what you're going to pay for AES stuff, but still 50 bucks. Saying, oh, I paid less than 50 bucks. I mean, when, well, I mean, when a lot that's, of Saturn that's games, the majority of, it, of Japanese like, Saturn games you can buy for like five or ten, you know. Um, I guess, but I mean, a lot of Saturn. But the thing with the the Neo Geo stuff is that all the common things, like all the all the King of Fighters, are like under through the all the main ones are under like thirty bucks. It's only mm-hmm. O two and O three that are pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I've I've got about twenty, I've got about twenty discs with spine cards and everything like that. The full thing. And then I've got a, a CD wallet just full of Neo Geo CD games. Like, dude, you need to you need to get MVS. Yeah. Well, but it's as long that. as I've got my Neo Turf Masters, I'm good. How um, well, like Neo Turd Masters? Am I right? No, you're not right. Yes. <laughs> that game no, rocks. Joking. That game is awesome. I love Turd Masters. Yeah, I wanted to do the console route, you know. So I got a I got a CDZ, and I'm happy. It works great. It works great. Like the load times are no different than the load times on a CDZ are no different than load times on a Saturn or a PlayStation. The only thing is you think you're getting gypped because it's like a 2D game and you think that it should load faster, you know? Whereas like if it's a 3D game in that 90s mentality, you're like, oh, well, it's loading a lot of assets. So this is normal, you know, but I but I timed it like the the Neo Geo CDZ takes half a second longer to boot a level of metal slug than than the saturn version so but i think don't you have to like load the level like halfway through metal slug though no i could have sworn that was the case that's where you had metal to... slug 2 oh yeah oh I i'm think, sorry i think that is the case for metal slug 2 but not for number one yeah you don't but... have to be sorry you're just wrong <laughs> i know sit there you're wrong to be wrong yeah but anyways dave uh with the Neo Geo stuff, if you want, uh, uh, it's pretty cheap. There's all you need to do is get this little cheap super gun thing, get a Neo Geo board, mm-hmm. and it'll probably run you less than 150 to get it consoleized. But here's the thing, I'd have to give up collecting for Saturn. I can't do both at the same time. That's that's the thing. I could I could decide right now today that I'm done with Saturn and I'm gonna go back to Dreamcast. And if I do that, that's fine. But then I'm gonna do it, you know. I'm really bad at, uh, and it's my personality, I'm really bad at trying to collect for several different consoles at the same time. That's just not how my mind works. Like, I I compartmentalize and I, like, focus on one console. Well, you can get a you can get a, a MVS and get the Neo SD and just call it a day. You're not kidding. That's probably what I would do. But then again, the thing that would stop me is that I've got all those games on the CDZ and I've got all the I've literally got all the games on on my Wii and they run perfectly like on on virtual arcade. Um, I guess so. And and I mean if you really want to get to the MVS you'd probably hawk your CDZ and the games and yeah. be able to consoleize and get like at least yeah. 10 yeah. games for the MVS. But then there's the whole storage exclusive thing. on uh, Neo Geo CD anyway. There's a couple. There, there's some exclusives on Neo Geo CD. Um, What's but exclusive? Then that's worth playing. Uh, that's sound ruder than it. It was. No, 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 no. That's not rude. Um, it's fair. Uh, I mean the the so the RPG Samurai sure. Showdown not that great. So, um, and I don't is it know. actually in English though? It's not. But there's like a trans. There's like a translation fact or something like that. That that's beside the point. I think. I think the argument for the MVS is stronger, obviously, because you've got uh, Blazing Star, which is awesome. 
And they never released like the rest of the King of Fighters like no, any yeah. game after 2000. Well, like 2000 yeah, I'm a big fan of King, uh, 2003. 2003 and 2002 is legit. I really want to get O2. I had yeah, a deal, but the guy never got back to me. I've heard they're all good. I uh, every every if you go on forums, you'll always find somebody who's like diehard about one year. You know, even if it's a year that nobody else cares about. I gotcha. So uh, I've been up to a few things since we last recorded. I got a uh, extra on Crosspoint now for my uh, component stuff. So now uh, because I have the JBC monitor, it only has one RGB input. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing, so what I was doing is switching back and forth. But now that I have the the cross point, I can put in my two, my uh, my, my Neo Geo, my uh, GSCART switch into there, and also hook up my PS2 and Wii, so I can easily switch them without having to mess about with the wires and stuff. So is that like a rack cool. mounted unit? Uh, it's rack mounted, but it's PVM mounted, as in I put oh, okay. it on top of my t- PVM right now. Gotcha. So it's it's nice. I put like these little labels on it so I can tell which system is which. Uh, cool. I'll probably post a picture of it if you guys want to see it, and I'll put we'll put it in the chat. It's kind of it's kind of cool looking. I have a I had an extra um, scar to to um, BNC breakout, so I hooked that up for the Neo Geo because I heard some issues were going on with the G Scart and the uh, the G Scart and Super Guns. So I didn't want to take a risk on mine. Mm-hmm. Mine should be fine. I have the the super gun mock, but I don't want to. I don't want to risk it and mess that one up because that's like a two hundred dollars scart switcher. So where'd you get I, the Xtron from? Um, I got it on eBay. It was like thirty five dollars after shipping and stuff. Cool. It was a good deal. So I'd rather kill the thirty five dollar Xtron than the two hundred dollar G scart. Yeah, <laughs> but it'll be. It's probably gonna be fine. I have the sound routed through my receiver, so it'll kill that. I'll go pick up a new one from Goodwill. Not a big deal, but. Um, I also, I've also gotten some more Neo Geo stuff in. I got, uh, Street Hoop and Aero Fighters 2. How do you like those? I like them a lot. I, I love Street Hoop. I, I played over my friends and I just can't get enough of it. I love the, I was, lo- I love, I don't, I'm not a fan of sports games, but Street Hoop just has some charm to it. I just can't, can't get past. And I, and I always play as Phoenix cause I'm Arizonian, so. So do you go to, do you go to your friend who has another MVS or do you bring your whole setup? Oh, my friend has a has a has two MVS arcade machines downstairs. Cool. So, so he he had them. We played that a bit, but uh, it was a lot of fun. I I loved it. So I I decided to get it. And I also have been playing Puzzle Bobble, and I suck at that, but it's still pretty fun. Yeah, Puzzle Bobble or Bust a Move if you're in America. At every pizza restaurant arcade in America, I feel like that game. Yeah, that game. I I remember just hearing the music from that game. You know, when you go to like a pizza restaurant. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Every time I play that game, I'm always hungry for pizza. Maybe that's the case. Maybe get some pizza next time I play it. Anything else going on? Um, I'm going to be getting a Raya soon for the Sega Saturn, so once I got that up and running, hopefully I'll be able to play more games and uh, have Jealous. less CDs taken away. Seriously. Don't worry, That's Dave. You'll, you'll get one eventually. I'll get there. I'll get there. At, at least right now, I don't need it. I mean, I 
I I have all the games I can play them, but yeah, having them at your fingertips. And there are a couple of times, like recently, I was playing uh, VR virtual racing and trying to get better times, and I was just thinking, man, if I had this on array, it would probably like reboot and load faster. Uh, isn't that the case with Raya? It, it, it will boot just a little bit faster. I believe so, and and a lot of that the reason for that is that it doesn't have any of the wear from any of the laser and laser that's always been persistent. Sure. Like, I don't know how I don't know how a new unit would work if it'd be just as fast. You'd have to you'd have to get some benchmarks going on that. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's just the 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 age of the laser that causes that. But I I think with the SD card it does speed it up a tad bit. And probably a significant amount from a used laser as well. Alright guys, so now we uh, did our introductions, let's uh, let's get straight into the uh, news. Alright, so our first item is the Retrobit controllers and the accessories. So if you guys didn't know, Retrobit is actually coming out with a f- official, in quotation marks, uh, Saturn and Dreamcast and Genesis accessories. But because we're Saturn Podcast, we don't give a crap about Genesis or the Dreamcast. So let's focus. Let's talk Saturn. What do you guys think? What are your concerns about the controllers? What are your thoughts? I think they're awesome. I mean, it looks to me like they got a hold of the molds because they look like a, an exact copy, other than like you know the branding. What do you think, Kay? Um. I'm kind of excited for these. Uh, I think the the one major disappointment is that they didn't go forward with a 3D controller, um, mm-hmm. or at least those replacement cables, because if you get a break in those cables, it's pretty much toast. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the wireless controller, the Bluetooth one that they're doing, looks um, spot on for the uh, IR controller. The fact that they're um, cross-platform for either you know USB or um, on Saturn is you know, really hats off to them for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I would say I'm uh, optimistically apprehensive. I, I'm about the same way. I mean, I've seen a lot of third-party controllers and they all really sucked. But uh, I have a couple friends that use like the pads that they had for like Super Nintendo and stuff. And they said it's pretty good. They love the, the feel of it. And one of the cool things that nobody really talked about that I thought was interesting is that since it's a Bluetooth thing and the Dreamcast also has a Bluetooth dongle for it, would you be able to play the Saturn controllers on the Dreamcast I think or you vice would. versa? Yeah, I think you would. You know how cool it would be instead of the 3D controllers? Well, they use the Dreamcast ones. You know how interesting that would be using an actual Dreamcast controller on a Saturn? Well, they'd be short uh, two buttons. Right. That's mm-hmm. the only, Well, I mean, they have the... Oh, yeah, the triggers are on. Never mind. Yeah, triggers but, for LNR. I keep forgetting. Yeah, yeah, but you, you do bring up a good point. Maybe it's just the start, you know. And my only real reservation with Retrobit um, is that I've purchased their S video cables, and I think also their composite cables. And I don't know how it got through quality. Um, like the cables themselves were fine, but the left and right audio were reversed, and. I don't know um, how they didn't notice that left and right audios were reversed, but anyone who was using uh, the S-Video cables um, from about at least two years ago, uh, you should swap your red and your white uh, just to 
apparently wow. I was looking online about that, and apparently it was in a someone somebody actually made a schematic of it, and I guess they they ended up switching the wires around reverse. So yeah. everyone that used that schematic put the the cables in the reverse order for left to right instead of right to left. So I think yeah. that's one of the big contributors of why all those cables are that way. Yeah. But you'd think like there'd be just some quality control that would just open up a package before they put it out and test to see like, you know, does left and right actually belong left and right? Well, the thing is they probably did something for it, but they just tested the sound outputs on the left and right channels. They didn't really think to put it under a left to right center audio test, which I usually do with all my receiver and, uh, receiver and that's what you guys should do if you do a get any setup do any setup always do a left right center test on your speakers and sa- sound system because i can't tell you how many times i accidentally reversed the speakers and had to rewire the things mm-hmm. for me like discovering that was um we we use them at prge uh with my mega view i actually brought my um mega view to prg 2014 15 uh, maybe it was 16. I don't remember which one now. And um, I actually have a PA system, like a 16-channel PA. And we were plugging in um, Street Fighter into this thing uh, on the Saturn. And you could very clearly hear, um, you know, like if you're doing a Hadouken from the left, uh, it was outputting from the right. And I'm just like, what the F? <laughs> <laughs> that's That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so even just like if you don't have a left right center you know testing um, option popping in the you know one of the uh, audio cables in and using a game like Street Fighter that really utilizes stereo sound on a home console is a pretty quick test as to whether or not things are working or just burn like a CD that has a left right center audio channel test yeah I mean that's always good to keep around the house anyways for receivers or anything else you set up if you're an audio nerd like me but but yeah so i guess like my baseline is i'm i'm i hope that they do this right you know and then the product look good i'm waiting for more information um there was a quite a few um well uh, there were a couple of uh saturn controller um wireless options um out of the homebrew community and I would like to have seen, you know, um, more of that kind of engineering come into play. Um, the the one that me and my uh, buddy Dave Hickman is going to be doing, uh, it uses RF um, as the uh, transmission. And um, you can make a dongle for pretty much any system. Um, and you can use any wireless controller across any of those systems. So we were playing like... Uh, on a Super Nintendo with a Saturn controller, you know, or uh, using an N64 on a Dreamcast, you know, like N64 mm-hmm. controller. And they're all wireless, but the receivers were kind of bulky. Um, it makes so- sense, though, why they would use Bluetooth, because I think the majority of people who are going to buy this are going to be wanting to use it either with a computer or a phone mm-hmm. or an emulator. I, I think it's I think it's actually a niche number of people or niche, if you will, that want right. to buy that extra receiver and use it on their actual Saturn hardware. I think so, it actually comes with the wireless controllers as well. The wireless controllers you buy separately. So you, you buy the Bluetooth controller, and you can oh, okay. use it on anything that anything that accepts Bluetooth. Um, and then 
if you get the receiver for the Saturn that has the Saturn hook, you know, the Saturn plug on it, then you can use, that's for the people who specifically want to use it on the real hardware. But I mean, that's why they're doing the USB thing and the Bluetooth thing, because they're trying to make Saturn quality pads that are accessible to all different platforms. And so if they had done RF, it's like Kay said, they literally would have to have a different receiver for every different platform out there. But by going Bluetooth, it's kind of a universal thing. Or, you know, by going USB, you know, you can use it on your PS3 or PS4 or what have you. Yeah. But you can't use it on your uh, Super Nintendo. (laughs) No, you can't use it on your Super Nintendo. But I mean, are there not Bluetooth dongles? Are there not like Bluetooth receivers for Super Nintendo yet? Yeah, they have the 8-bit dough that has the those receivers. I bet somebody's going to make that work. Oh yeah, I guarantee you it's going to be working soon, which would be pretty cool. What I didn't mention before is that it's going to come with the Japanese-style controllers and uh, not the American ones that were like the fat, bulky, uncomfortable ones. The in boomerang, my the boomerang ones that are that sucked and the the, the shoulder buttons never worked. Um, and it's going to come in the cla- the classic black-looking Saturn that the U.S. got, the white. The white Saturn, uh, I think it's also going to come with the gray and some weird hybrid where it's black on the on the white Saturn buttons that have the the pink uh, green colors to it. Mm-hmm. Was that ever an official controller that style where it's black on those uh, white Saturn buttons? I don't think so. The only Brazil had like a white controller with all p- pink buttons or like rouge buttons. Instead of like the colored buttons, but that's the only variant that I know of that was like weird like that. Th- this is like a new thing they're doing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so it's a uh, it's gonna be definitely interesting, and I and we're we're all gonna we're gonna be doing a review of it as soon as that comes out. So we're gonna review the wireless controllers and the wired controllers, and we'll tell you how they feel compared to the actual Japanese style controllers that were released. One thing we should probably mention, Retrobit actually has already had on the market for some time um, a Saturn-style controller in USB. So it might be also uh, worthwhile for us to pick up one of those before they're no longer a thing and then do a comparison with the ones that are officially branded. Definitely. We can definitely do that. Is that like the one that Nuno has? Like the Play Sega? Or... No, that's... That um, I have one of those also. That That's... Uh, uh, a different controller like those were actually um sega made if i remember right these mm. are retro bit ones and they're they feel a little bit chinky to me gotcha i gotcha so hopefully that's not going to be the case with the official ones but yeah. we'll just have to wait and see all right so any any last thoughts on the retro bit stuff uh just that uh man i really wish that they would get a light gun solution going for uh you know, some guy online figured out how to use a Wii remote to to make light guns work on an LCD. Well, they actually have the Dreamcast ones that are that actually do work on an LCD. Are they but, using that same motion tracking technology? Like yeah, and unfortunately, it's like hundreds of dollars. Well, there's a pat. So I don't think that anybody. I think just like PlayStation had to do Move, you know, to create that that motion tracking and then connect and everything. I think if anybody wanted to. You couldn't just go to market with like a Wii remote strapped onto or even a dissected Wii remote because Nintendo would sue your ass, you know. 
they own the patent on that motion tracking technology. So well, it's the like, thing is that it, all it is 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 made to order controllers that have the Wiimote stuffed in it with a Raspberry Pi. Okay, so but it's it's like very unofficial then. So it's not. So, I don't think that Retrobit it's, it's could bring something like yeah. Yeah, Retrobit couldn't bring something like that to the market because Nintendo would sue them. But well, I, I mean, hope- I mean, they could technically do something like that. I mean. There's nothing to stop them from using the controller, like buying one and using it, and not to mention that, uh, not to mention that all the neo, the what was it the, um, the guys that did the analog NT uh, did something similar to that with the uh, first revision of that, where they took the official Nintendo chips and put it in a new shell using new uh, new boards. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I don't know. It might be possible. I hope they do. I really, do, I really do hope they do. Because I mean, it's all we've already seen a proof of concept. Now it's just up to somebody like Retrobit, you know, who has the a production line and can actually make something like that happen. Because I would love to be playing light gun games in the modern era, you know, on a larger screen. But you did bring up a good point, though. It'd be hard to mass reduce something like a an all-in-one solution that wasn't like a hack job where it's like a Wii and a Raspberry Pi stuffed in a gun. I know. So, I mean, it just remains to, see, it remains to be seen. Yep. guys so one of the biggest announcements that we'd like to talk about is the 20th anniversary of panzer dragoon saga yep that's right 20 years can you believe it 20 years 1998 how the time flies what do you guys think have what are your experiences with you know panzer we can talk a little bit more about that i got it super cheap at toys r us (laughs) and they were practically giving it away we're talking, we're talking like 18, 19 bucks um, on like a Jeez. clearance rack. And I remember that there were several of them. And I wish, you know, back then, to me. back then I didn't think I needed 10 copies of this game. But now <laughs> would have put my kid through college, college. <laughs> or at least a semester of college. It would have it got you some good Neo games. Yeah. But uh, did you? What about what about UK? Have you had any experience with the game playing it at all? So, this is one of those um, horribly embarrassing uh, revelations about me, and that is that um, since owning the game um, came about, uh, I have not had enough time to actually sit down and play through it. Most of my interaction with Panzer Dragoon Saga up to this point has been getting it to work on. Um, uh, on pseudo Saturn, uh, helping you know troubleshoot that, or you know even just testing out the different ways of booting it up. And as of late, um, 
it, it's been uh, checking out the 16 by 9 uh, widescreen packs that are available for this game. So I am embarrassed to say that the furthest I got um, is not very far, and that save game has been lost. Uh, hey, that's but, a lot better than my progress. I even, I haven't even played the game yet. Oh, not I at think all. You, I think you guys would enjoy it. It's a really. Oh good no, game. yeah. As soon as I get that Raya man, I'm gonna play that game, and I will do that live for everybody. I swear, Val, right here, I will beat Panzerdragoon Saga by the end of this year, guaranteed. Nice. Are you guys familiar? Are you guys familiar with the battle system in Panzerdragoon Saga? No, no, not at all. It's it's a really unique. Um, RPG battle system where you're in the air and you're circling around these enemies and you're just trying to continuously jockey for a good position to get a shot off but you don't want to put yourself in the line of fire and um, it, it's just one that's why you know I it, I know that it had a limited print run and so it's and it's a huge franchise and so people love it for that, but it's also a really, really good game, which is another reason why the value is off the charts. But the the just the battle system is it really is sublime. And I wish that another game would come along and use that same battle system. I actually think that if a Mad Max game or no, I'm I'm sorry, um, Mad Max. No, not Mad. Well, maybe it was Mad Max. What was the one with Charlie's Throne in the desert? And there's all the people on those weird sand cars and so was that mad max that sounds like mad max to okay me. if if there was like a mad max game where you're like driving through the desert and you've got like these cars coming along the side of you and you have to kind of like slow down and get behind them and then fire on them and then like go around to the right and stuff like that like th- i was thinking it would be awesome if some other game would come along and use the mechanic that panzer dragon saga used because like it doesn't seem like there's any other game out there that's really like it um, but I think that it would make for another great RPG. But uh, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it was Hell an yeah. awesome game. You guys are going to love it. Yeah. And uh, on top of that, they actually, to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Panzer Dragon Saga, they brought back the original composer, Shiori Kobayashi, and one of the vocalists that worked on the game to actually work on this gigantic soundtrack release. It was kind of like her vision. Yeah, it's what she apparently what the article said. It was originally what she envisioned for the soundtrack, which is like Brian Wilson esque uh, revelations going on here. But mm-hmm. uh, one of the coolest things is not only is it going to come out on CD, but it's also going to come on a beautiful purple vinyl record that you can put on a record player and listen to. So you guys that collect vinyl, VGM vinyl, I know I do. It's going to be really cool to get, and it's really affordable too. It's uh, two two uh, two vinyl records for about thirty five bucks, yeah. And as of the the date the podcast drops, which should be sometime in the week, it should be for sale, and you can actually buy it. Yeah, so worth it. Yeah, I don't know. Are you guys gonna get that? Do you guys collect vinyl at all? Or I do. Yeah, I I'm probably. I haven't pre-ordered it, but um, I I think it'll be available enough, and I'm probably gonna snag a copy. I'm looking at it right now, and I am so close to just pushing the button. Yeah, man. If you, if you got the cash, I would definitely do it. Uh, I don't. They didn't say any pr- pressing numbers, but Fan Gamer is really good at keeping stuff in stock. Like uh, like that Undertale special edition. That I think that's still in the in the store if you want to buy it too. So I think uh, if you really want to get one, I, I wouldn't just wait on it. But I don't think you have to rush to get one. Hopefully. And if and you're a Panzer Dragoon fan, then you 
have to get it. Yeah, if you love Panzer Dragoon, it'd be a great companion to the first one. And it's making me wish that they draw they release Zavai as well mm-hmm. on vinyl. Because I know they have the first one from uh I forgot what the name of the companies that does it, but they released the the first one on vinyl. So if you if you guys can get that, I would definitely get those ones. Oh, Data Disc. Yeah, the first Data one from Disc. Data Disc. Now it's worth noting that while the pre order um is still going on a lot of the media surrounding this mentioned that the disc would be, or the the game, excuse me, I'm, I'm sorry, the soundtracks would be available on the 29th to mark the anniversary. Looks like um, the pre-orders are not shipping till about mid-April. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with, with that, if that's been delayed or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a beautiful uh, two LP set, and um, it is the vision that... Uh, Satori really wanted to do from the get-go. So if you're a fan of the series, um, I would say please go ahead and, and grab it. The CD version is like 15. The LP version is 35. Uh, and I think, um, Dave, do we have something for the fans uh, of that uh, that particular franchise? Yeah, Dave. What's the well, okay. announcement? So we by, the time, <laughs> by the time you're listening to this podcast... It will have already happened, but we are, um, as a as a group, as a collective, as a team, we've decided to get into a little bit of live stream radio for you guys, and uh, maybe for special events like this one, um, to to do some live radio streaming of the the Panzer Dragoon soundtracks. We will will be including the original Panzer Dragoon, Panzer Dragoon Two Zvi, Panzer Dragoon. Saga, Ozzel, Panzer Dragoon RPG, the Memorial album. We got Orta in there. A um, little bit of everything. Um, and so I think it's going to be fun. Um, we're going to do that. We're going to kick that off at, uh, let's see, I think it's going to be 7 a.m. UK uh, GMT. And then uh, it'll run pretty much all the way through uh, Pacific Standard Time. So everybody has a chance to enjoy it. And um, I believe it will be saved to the Shiro page, so you'll be able to go back and, and listen to it at work or whatever, uh, you know, subsequently. But uh, don't hesit- don't uh, don't forget to go out and and support, uh, you know, support these guys and and buy the the vinyl or the CD as well. Uh, we're yes, just I hope gonna- all of you buy it. All of you go out and buy it. not only the the one that's that's good, the new one being released, but also the first Panzer Dragoon on vinyl. But yeah, you know, in the new year here, um, we've been talking a lot about, you know, what this podcast has been, it's been a lot of fun and it's been kind of eye-opening to, you know, each one of us has had something to contribute and, and, and ideas that we put on the table. And now that we're in the new year and we've got, you know, like eight or nine episodes under our belt, we're starting to want to branch out and try new things. And so radio live stream radio is one of those things and, uh, web site archiving is one of those things and i know Kay has his site set on uh you know archiving the disc images and doing a great job of that and making sure that they're true to the original uh which means he's had a headache trying to source discs without data holes you know and so but you know it's all part of the passion for this console and and the history and just the preservation so there's a lot of amazing cool things on the horizon do we have any other special announcements as far as news goes yeah we could probably announce uh, that we actually have we've actually brought on some more staff to our team that's right 
you know, the three of us, we can't just do all of this ourselves and it would be nice to have some help. And luckily there are some really passionate Saturn fans out there. Um, a couple of them who we've noticed have, you know, got what it takes to come on and, and help us out as writing correspondents. So we've got Claire Sawyer, a member of uh, quite a few of the uh, Saturn groups on Facebook, and she's also an avid Panzer Dragoon fan, so I know she'll she's already pre-ordered that album. And she'll be coming on and helping us with some articles and retrospectives and reviews, uh, probably in blog, blog post form, and she may join us on a cast or two from time to time. And then we've also got Peter Malek, uh, who is also an, an, a huge Sega Saturn fan. He's got an, a massive collection, very impressive. Um, also super nice guy, lives in Canada. Um, I've been friends with him on a couple of the Saturn groups, and I know that he holds like the all-time high record for like Nights into Dreams. I, I, I believe that's true. He, he broke a million um, That's right, guys. We gotta get him. We gotta get him on Twin Galaxies. Seriously, but a super nice guy and also great writer and uh, some really, really insightful things to say about uh, about the Saturn. So I'm really excited to to see what he has to add to our team. You know, and uh, and uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm glad to see that we're growing and that uh, we're gonna be doing new stuff. What about UK? Um, I first saw Claire through um, Panzer Dragoon Legacy, but I did not know it was her. Mm. Uh, she's uh, been, like you mentioned, a huge uh, part of that Panzer Dragoon um, community. And uh, she, I think she wanted into the Trade Cell Collect group uh, about a year ago or so. Not 100% on that. Um but anyone in the Saturn Facebook groups, um, you might have seen her uh, do a carved pumpkin, uh, like a jack-o'-lantern, um, with the Panzer Dragoon logo, I believe, on it. If mm-hmm. you saw that, that was her work. And uh, I'm really excited to have uh, both her and Peter uh, you know, joining our, our group. I don't know Peter um, all that well, but his reputation precedes him. And uh, there may be some more you know, announcements um, related to our growth. This, uh, what we've done so far, you know, ending with the uh, the mega cast is what we kind of consider season one of, uh, you know, this podcast. And we've got uh, a lot more to, to discuss, a lot more, you know, coming in the future. And I feel like um, it's going to be a really interesting trip for, you know, you Saturn fans out there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait. Radio Shiro being you know one of them, the archive being one of them, uh, lots of stuff coming. And uh, yeah, that's not even like the tip of the iceberg, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of good, a lot of big announcements ready for you guys. It's going to be insane. Your minds are going to be blown by all we're going to show you and all you're going to hear. Don't overhype it, man. We're we don't have it's like not a overhyping. It's telling it like it is. <laughs> I'm telling it like it is right now. It's going to be intense. You guys will be amazed. There's going to be a lot of output, a lot of content. Hopefully you all enjoy it. I hope you do. I know I will. So, I mean, it's, I mean, as long as it makes me happy, I'm happy. So, all right. So yeah. I think, um, this is kind of a, a mini cast just to, to get everyone caught up on Saturn important news and, uh, you know, let you know that we're still here. We've got a lot of things in 
uh, cooking right now. And uh, hopefully we'll um, be able to share a lot more of that by the uh, the next cast. But in the meantime, um, we want to thank all of you guys uh, for supporting us and what we're doing and giving us comments and you know constructive criticism and so that we can make the best possible show for everyone. And uh, yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you have a great rest of the New Year and we will see you next time. Yep. You must play Sega Saturn. You must play Sega Saturn. Or don't, you know, that's cool too.